Hey everyone, I'm just popping in here to say that I have some exciting news. One, I found a new podcast that I love. And two, I was on that new podcast. It is not often that I'm able to be a guest on someone else's show. So when Maria Sosa of Mind Meets Body asked me to be her first guest, I jumped at the opportunity. You might remember Maria from being a guest on Hey Girl. We talked about intuitive eating, self-care, and identity. She is a force in her work. And it was such a treat to chat with her about my background, my journey, my self-care practice, and our conversation was just really easy and flowy and amazing. So keep listening for a snippet of the conversation that I had with Maria. And to listen to the full episode of our conversation, you can head over to the link in the description to check it out. And of course, if you like what you hear, show her some love, subscribe to her podcast. And yeah, here goes my conversation with Maria Sosa of Mind Meets Body. So as I mentioned, the Today I Affirm journal is one of the, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be straight. It's the only journal that I have ever been able to work with because of the way that it's set up. It's very simple. It's very to the point, And I feel that I can connect, but I don't have to sit with myself for hours at a time. So it doesn't feel overwhelming and anxious for me. How did you come up with the idea to set it up in this way? So I'm big on guided journaling. Um, It's always been something that has called me as a writer who is also really in tune or tries to be really in tune with introspection. So I knew that when I created the Today I Affirm journal that I wanted it to be accessible, non-intimidating, fun, and also pretty straightforward um, and easy. So that's really the messaging behind it was to keep it simple but also give it some depth with the reflective and meditative questions. I get a lot of people who come to my workshops and retreats who say like, I can't write. And I am a big believer that that is untrue. I think that everybody can write in their own way. And sometimes we just need a little nudge. So I I often call myself to like my students and clients, Uh, the nudger. (laughs) So I like to nudge people in the direction of their voice through writing. And that's what guided journaling has done, has done for me and the community that also uses my workbooks and the Today I Affirm journal in, in particular. And I came up with it just because it's something that I needed and that I enjoyed. And I figured if I needed it and enjoyed it, then I couldn't be the only one. So that's where it was birthed from. And, and you're not, you're most definitely not. So you mentioned that you think everybody is a writer. I consider myself a writer in the sense that I write scholastically or I, I write, you know, from, uh, I review journals or I talk about science, but the things that you write about are so soulful. And every time I read the things that you share, I'm like, yes, that is speaking right to my soul. And I feel that it kind of hits me on a different level. And it's something that I want to develop and and do more of. So kind of getting a little bit deeper, more below the surface kind of stuff. What do you think allows you to get to that place? Oh, that's a really good question. What allows me to get to my soulful place? So I'm big on being authentic and authentic to me, not necessarily to like for rather the world's approval, right? So what is authentic to me and my true self? And a lot of that work 
that I have shared, that I've written in my books, everything is a reflection of, of truly my soul and my journey and my growth and my authentic voice. And I think that it's really important for folks to understand that your authentic voice may not sound like someone else's authentic voice. So if I had to sit down and write a scholarly paper, I probably could. And the teacher would probably be like, oh, but this is way too soulful. (laughs) (laughs) This is way too rooted in emotion and feeling. Like, where are the facts here? Right? So I probably could do it. Would I enjoy it? Probably not. But like, everybody is so different in their ability to, to write. Even those folks, I would say like yourself, who are more rooted in academia and academic writing, there is a soul within you. And you absolutely can tap into your soulful and true authentic self and voice by just trying it out and seeing where it goes. And also checking yourself when you're writing. I have to do that a lot in my own soulful writing and my own, I guess, manuscripts for my books and things like that. Like, Alex, are you being authentic? Are you telling your truth? How do you feel about this? So I think everybody can do it. Kind of just cried a little. (laughs) And I can, I have my soul in through that, you know, academic, academia. Yeah. Um, And still when I'm journaling, I find myself being very proper with the way that I write. Right. So it's like, make sure that there's a comma here or a period here, or that this is a full sentence. And I just, I feel like I'm blocked. Do you think that people can become blocked by trying to make sure that everything is so proper? I think so. And something that helped me with that too, because I actually am a, a stickler for grammar and punctuation. I went to school for English and journalism. So I am those things as well. But when I'm journaling, I have come to the point where everything doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes I won't even cross my T's and dot my I's, literally. Because if I do, it kind of makes me lose track of the thought. So I'll go back and reread, cross T's, dot I's, add commas, add periods, (laughs) and like kind of just flow that way. I mean, of course because I'm an author and I write books, like I could never turn in my manuscript to, to Chronicle and be like, here you go. Here's my free flow morning pages, like make a book out of it. They would be like, okay, this is going to be really hard to edit and know, you know what I mean? So I think it's really important that in our journal practice, we are able to have less rigidness, mm-hmm. less organization Something that really helped me kind of get there was doing morning pages from Artist Way. If anyone is familiar with that book by Julia Cameron, and it's just amazing. And um, if you're looking f- to find your creative voice through journaling in a really authentic, free-flowing, creative way, pick up morning. I mean, I'm sorry, pick up the artist way. The morning pages will push you to do that. I hate morning pages. They are not my favorite, but they have taught me so much. And whenever I feel like I'm losing myself, losing my voice, being too rigid, showing up on the page a little too wannabe perfect, I get out my morning pages because you just write. You don't even pick up the pen. You're not allowed to go back and reread anything. You're not supposed to be stopping in periods and commas and apostrophes and all those things. You're just supposed to be writing. And that's literally like a brain dump for the day. Um, you do it at the top of the morning. And it, when I have done them, I, I get some of my best work after the fact because I'm allowed to be super flawed and imperfect on the page and knowing that that's the expectation. 
versus the expectation that I may have on myself to like have this look pretty or sound pretty or what have you, any of the other like things that we kind of put on ourselves, these expectations that can kind of hold us hostage. So yeah, that's what I would say to that. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's uh, what I would yeah. say. And, and <laughs> you provided tools and I'm like, I have to go research these morning pages because I think I need this in my life. <laughs> yes, you do. Because Absolutely. I think that it kind of, you know, the way we show up on paper is also kind of how we show up in life. You know, if you feel a little bit of rigidity and perfection, then that's probably how you're going to be throughout your life. So in relationships, you might find yourself also being a bit rigid or, you know, perfectionist and expectations and things like that. And I definitely see that in myself. I don't know if that's kind of something that you can relate to. Oh, totally. I think fighting perfectionism is hard, especially in a world that encourages perfectionism, specifically among women. And yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but I think that's really where we're able to find ourselves is through the imperfection and through trying to be perfect and then f- figuring out, oh, that shit doesn't work. Sorry for cussing. That stuff doesn't work. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Sorry. allow it from you. So that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like it, it being perfect is not a way to get closer to ourselves. It causes anxiety. It causes really unhealthy control issues, especially in my own life when I've tried to like move through a space with a facade of perfection, it doesn't translate in an honest way. So then you can't even connect with the people around you because you're not showing up as your flawed human self. And that's something I've been learning over the years too, is like, just show up as who you are. And that is not a person, a being of perfection And I think that people respect that. People are able to connect with that more, specifically in like this day of age, this day and age of social media and how everything looks super pretty and perfect in those little squares on Instagram and looks so put together in the captions and like all of that. It's a good reminder to say, hey, like, who am I today? And also, I'm not perfect and I don't have to be. So that's kind of how I reflect when I'm moving through the world in that way. Yeah, just kind of hearing that about social media, I thought the same thing because I'm very guilty of, you know, my feed looking a certain way or making sure that the colors look this way and everything looks organized and everything in my head has to look perfect, you know, and it kind of prevents me sometimes, I think, of just showing up and being vulnerable. And we love vulnerability in other people, but we very much dislike it in ourselves because it's very uncomfortable. So hearing you share that, it's like, yes, yes, I love that. And then when it comes time to turn it on ourselves, then it's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an act of, it's an act of bravery for sure. And also I think self-awareness, I love vulnerability. I love it for myself, but it makes me very uncomfortable. I hope you liked that snippet of me and Maria's conversation. Again, if you would like to listen to the full conversation, please head over to the link in the description to check out Mind Meets Body. Take care. Chat soon.